Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Duval Till We Pod. My name is Daniel Griffiths. With me is JC. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. The summer is almost upon us, which means uh, two months without children. As, as an educator, that's the most exciting time of the year. I get paid to not work. Uh, so that's an exciting time for the educators of the world. Shout out to all the teachers that made it through yet another school year. For, as an NFL fan, this is this is the worst time of the year. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty tired of seeing uh, you know various fan takes from not just Jaguars but the NFL as a whole. It's uh, I'm kind of ready for for football to start. So, uh, well, so we're we in a really start. cool we're in a really cool area of the seat of the off season now to where we finally have the schedule in hand. And we are trying to play a little game Jaguars fans love to play called Let's Find Six Wins. <laughs> well, and I, I hate how um, monetized now that the NFL or, or glorified the NFL schedule releases. They, they've made this into like some, some huge deal. And uh, it's, it's like a, a week straight long of leaks. And then they all turn out to be fictitious anyways. Uh, so I wish I wish that they'd just drop it and and stop this uh, trying to make it more than more than what it is. Yeah, and it's a bummer because like our I enjoy the work that our social team puts out for the Jaguars, but it's also kind of a bummer that we don't do anything fun for like our schedule release, like no video or anything like that. Like I know we've done it before. We did the one with years ago with all the with all the babies mm-hmm. with Jalen. Um, this year, like we didn't really do anything, and like some teams, like the Chargers, had a phenomenal anime. Oh, that was, that uh, was awesome! That was um, awesome. We just kind of posted a picture of the schedule. We we're like, "Please buy season tickets." Like, the, Lions, was the, a, the Lions was pretty cringe in a in a good way, I guess. Yeah, the Lions and Panthers both also had had good releases. But, the, yeah. yeah, maybe and we'll get the, some. Maybe if we win six games, we'll do a fun release next year. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the draft is behind us now, you know, te- I, I think, uh, I think fans of teams are trying to come to terms or, or, are, you know, very excited for, for what their teams did in the off season. You know, you're starting to come out with uh, you know, like 53 man prediction roster projections and, and uh, you know, record predictions for how the year is going to go. And, and, and fans have a, a much better idea of what maybe is in store for them in the coming season. Um, and, and for the Jaguars, you know, you, you hope that there's optimism and light at the end of the tunnel for, for this season. And, and we'll get into, you know, the schedule here in a couple minutes. But, uh, you know, it, it's tough uh, going in because they play the AFC West. Luckily, we're in the weakest division in the AFC by a fair margin. Um, so the Jaguars have some hope there. You know, if, if, if we were in a different division, maybe, maybe the outlook would be a little different. Um, but uh, the Jaguars are, are they're going to be able to compete for the AFC South title. And, uh, and th- there's hope in that to, to hopefully nab that, that one seed to go to the, potentially go to the playoffs. AFC South is, is about as wide open as, as it can be. Yeah. I mean, you're not really sure what you're going to get out of Tennessee. You know, Tennessee is going to be Tennessee. They're going to be a tough physical football team. Um, they're going to feed Derek Henry until his legs fall off. Um, Talk about a guy who's going to be in awful shape when he retires physically um, just because of his workload. But, um, you know, Ryan Tannehill is – it's no secret – is about as average as a QB can be talent-wise. 
Um, so you never know what you're going to get from Tennessee. Um, and we seem like our main focus of the and especially up front defensively was stop the run uh, with the mindset of stopping Jonathan Taylor, uh, stopping uh, Derrick Henry, stopping now, you know, you're looking at Damian Pierce, Marlon Mack, and Houston. Um, so, uh, and Houston, you know, Houston's not going to be a very good football team. And, you know, a, a slight from a Jaguars fan because neither uh, we haven't been. Um, but, you know, Houston has back who has talent but limitations you know they have a head coach who is a very good football coach um but you're wanting to see you know how successful can he be with this another opportunity he's getting in the nfl um and then in indy you know how much i have left in him um you can see they weren't very good this year in atlanta with him at quarterback um you know they picked eighth in the draft um so they were in the bottom third of the league so you know, it's a wide open division, like you said, and you're looking at the schedule. The AFC West is extremely tough, but also get the benefit of playing another very wide open division, and that's the NFC East, um, because that's a division where you know the Giants aren't very good, but you know Washington picked 11th last year, so they weren't like in the in the very bottom third of the league. Um, the Eagles made the playoffs. You know, the Cowboys made the playoffs. Uh, you have to see. Um, you know, can Dak continue to stay healthy? Is Jalen Hurts the guy in Philadelphia? So there's some games there where you're playing a team, a couple of teams in that division that are still sort of looking for their identity. You know, Washington has a new starting quarterback in Carson Wentz. And will those teams have the ability to um, put it together that quickly? And I think playing those four teams in that division give the Jaguars their best chance to split. Because they definitely, I don't think, have any chance of splitting the AFC West. So they have a really good chance to split with the NFC East and be able to take a couple of wins out of that division. Yeah. And in between the six games that we have to play in the AFC South against our rivals and the four games that you mentioned there, those are 10 games where if you're a Jaguars fan, you really expect this team to compete with, compete with those teams. You know, none of those teams are, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys are probably the best of the bunch, I would say. I think I definitely think that the Titans got worse this offseason. You know, they lost AJ Brown. Um, their offensive line isn't what it used to be. You, you're curious about how Derrick Henry returns from uh, his injury. Tannehill's not getting any younger. Uh, so I, I think Tennessee isn't, uh, you know, they were the one seed last year in the AFC South, or I'm sorry, in the AFC in general. Um, I don't, it didn't look like it, you know, yeah, playoff time. Yeah, I, I think they were a team that overachieved. Um, I don't expect them to be the one seed this year. I, I fully expect the AFC to, to probably get the four seed, uh, AFC South, rather. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the, the Jaguars took a step forward, and, and I think the Titans took a step backwards. Um, it's hard to say with the Colts. You know, you, you don't know, um, you know, kind of what Matt Ryan has, has left in the tank. Um you know, and even even so, how how great that offense is. Uh, Jonathan Taylor aside, to, to kind of help him. I love Michael Pittman. Um, you know, I think he's a very talented young receiver. Um, but they, they haven't really been a team that's been a high-profile offense. They've kind of mostly, you know, they've had strong defenses over the last few years, but that's not been an offense that's been necessarily scary. Um, 
in the in the in the sense of like a, a Chiefs or a Chargers or um, you know one of those teams. They're definitely a beatable team. You know, if you can stop the run, then you, then you put the the Colts and the Titans in, in really bad situations where you make their quarterbacks uh, you know have to throw the football. You know, and I think that what makes the Titans look the past few years like a big scary team is when we watch them play our Jaguars because they look their absolute best usually offensively when they play against us. Um, we've seen, you know, the comically embarrassing runs where Dan runs 96 yards, stiff arms, eight dudes, breaks four tackles, and, and basically backpedals into the end zone. Um, you know, like A.J. Boye probably is still recovering from that moment. So, like, I think that our experience playing uh, Tennessee twice a year makes Tennessee look a lot scarier than they are. Um, you know, and obviously, like you said, Tennessee got worse. They traded away their best offensive player outside of Derrick Henry uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles. So now we get to see him, just not twice a year. Um, we get to see him only once a season, luckily. Uh, but none of the teams in our division strike fear into me. And I'm not trying to be a, you know, a, a sunshine pumper for the Jaguars. I'm not trying to make it sound like they're going to go win 12, 13 games and win. Um, but our division is not that good. Um, you know, Tennessee was the one seed last year. I get it. But when you saw them in the playoffs, they didn't look like a one seed. They lost to the Texans. Um, yeah. And, well, and also, if Cincinnati's offense has any red zone – uh, ability to fit in the red zone, um, they blow that game wide open. I think the reason that game was close with Cincinnati in the playoffs was because if you watch Cincinnati throughout their playoff run, they struggled to finish with touchdowns in the red zone. They kicked a lot of field goals in the playoffs, um, which, you know, shout out to your boy, Evan McPherson from Florida, <laughs> who made it, made it look like I've always said, drafting a kicker is a good idea. Um, and, you know, and so they kicked a lot of field goals in the red zone. Otherwise, Tennessee could have had their doors blown off at home in that playoff game. Um, so this division doesn't scare anybody. You know, it doesn't scare any team in it or any team that has to play against it. As good as Derrick Henry is, as good as Jonathan Taylor is, um, as good – I don't want to say – I don't know. On the, like, Damian Pierce hasn't played a snap yet, so I don't want to say yet how good anybody on the Houston's offense is. I guess Brandon Cooks, but he's not even a running back. But, I mean, Brandon Cooks is really, really good. Um, but, you know, they drafted Derek Singley, who I'm obviously a big fan um, But this division is as wide open. Like, we're very fortunate to be in this division. You know, it's as wide open as any in the, in the, in the league other than maybe the NFC East. Um, it is there for the taking, even though I don't believe – neither one of us believe the Jaguars will take it this year. Um, it is very much attainable. Uh, it is not a, a – uh, it's nothing that can't be won. Yeah, and, and the Jaguars, speaking of, speaking of looking forward, the Jaguars are in a situation in the AFC South where they're really the only team with a future or a set future with Trevor Lawrence. You know, uh, the Titans drafted Malik Willis. We'll see what happens there. Um, the Texans drafted Davis Mills last year. Many don't expect him to be the long-term answer. Um, be that as it may, I will give him credit. He did have a, a pretty solid rookie season last year. Uh and then the Titans, or I'm sorry, the Colts are, are, are kind of in a situation where they have Matt Ryan, just traded him, just traded for him. Uh, they also traded for Carson Wentz. They don't have a lot of ammo right now. Uh, and I, I don't think that they're ready to gear up for, for taking a young franchise passer. So the Jaguars are, are 
really the team who has the clearest future going forward. Uh, you know, and, and if the other teams struggle to get their next quarterbacks, the Jaguars can be in a situation where they could take the AFC South easily for the next, you know, five, five, three, four, five years uh, with without contention if they can get this on the right track quickly. You know what the the thing is for the Jaguars right now that's something that we aren't used to being able to say is that you know, like you kind of alluded to, in the next three years. All th- three out of four teams in the AFC be looking for new starting quarterbacks, and that's not the Jaguars. Yeah, you know it's um, Indy. Matt Ryan is what do you think? Two seasons, maybe tops as the guy if he plays well. I mean, he he is getting up there in Indy. Um, yeah, he may go elsewhere yeah. to to finish. Um, you know, Houston is going to be looking for a new quarterback as soon as early as next draft. Yeah, where they finish. Um, Malik Willis was drafted, you know, early in the – I believe he was, like, one of the first third-round third round picks. First picks in the third round. You know, so, obviously, they're going to give him an opportunity if Tannehill doesn't work out. Um, but, you know, this is the NFL. You know, if, if three years from now you're not Tannehill sucks, Malik sucks, they're going to be taking another back. Um, I mean, t- teams do it all the time. I mean, Washington literally drafted RG3 at number two and then drafted another quarterback in the fourth round. Like, it's, you know, it happens all the time. Seattle signed to a big deal. They still draft Russell Wilson in the fourth round. The, Car- the Cardinals um, drafted two quarterbacks back-to-back uh, first rounds. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's a, it's a good spot to be in, especially now we have, one, an offensive coach, an, uh, a head coach who is an adult, and a head coach who played quarterback in the NFL for over a decade, and a head coach that is – very, very good at coaching the quarterback position. Very good at calling plays to make his quarterback look good in comfortable situations with easy throws. And so we're in a position better than we have been in a very, very long time at quarterback when you look at the rest of our division who very likely to believe the other three teams could all be looking for new quarterbacks in the next three seasons. Yeah, and it, and it could be all three of them could be looking at new quarterbacks after this year. You know, um, you know that's a that's a you know likely possibility because Indy may look for may look to draft someone and, and have him sit behind uh, Matty Ice in Indy for a little bit. Yeah, because Sam Ellinger is not the guy <laughs> as yeah, your do backup. They, do, they, do they still have Eason? I can't remember. I, think I don't think so. I think no? he's okay. elsewhere. I don't know, but I know Ellinger's the backup. I, I was very excited for him when he was at, at Georgia, uh, and obviously that never materialized. But uh, def, definitely, uh, extremely talented uh, arm on on that kid. But uh, but a uh, positive thing to look at when you look when you you know because we're gonna get to the schedule here in a minute is the work that Doug Peterson and his staff have done this off season, especially with beefing up that run defense. Uh, you know, a group that we expect at least to be much better is. When you look back at losses from last year, um, you have 16-point loss to Houston, a 10-point loss to Denver, 12-point loss to Arizona, an 18-point loss to Tennessee, a 24-point loss to Seattle, a 20-point loss to San Francisco, a 30-point loss to Rams, 20-point loss to the Titans, 14-point loss to Houston, and a 40-point loss to England. I'd be willing to bet at least a little bit of money that we don't have any this year where we just get absolutely embarrassed. Like, we, we're going to lose games and probably a good bit of games because we're still in the process 
this is basically year one, you know, with, with Trevor Lawrence and with everything. Last year was just complete train wreck. He's actually having to work to make up ground, you know. So I don't see there really being games this year where we're just like, oh, it's 40 to 10 in the early fourth quarter. Can we please end this? Like I see us losing a lot more maybe two touchdown games as opposed to three or four touchdown games than we did uh, 2021. Yeah, the, if I had to pick one game, it'd be the Chargers because I think their defense is going to be much better. And obviously their offense is – They're going to throw the ball 50 times. Yeah, I, I mean, Justin Herbert is is your perfect dream scenario for what Trevor Lawrence could be. Yeah. Well, that, and, that, it, and that's really strange because he was not super highly – he was the third quarterback taken in that draft. Uh, he was. Six, yeah, uh, third. He was after Tua, right? Yeah, and then playing – he was also playing in a conference where, you know, defense isn't usually highly regarded. Um, you know, the Pac-12 isn't usually known for – not granted great defensive players at various schools, mm-hmm. you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, Devin Lloyd, yep. um, but not usually – you don't look at them the way you look at like an Alabama or a Georgia defense or Ohio State or something, you know, where they're like, oh, you know, this whole defensive unit's really great. Like, well, they score a lot of points, you know? Like, so it's – so it's it's not easy for Justin Herbert, but he has shaken off a lot of those stigmas that pe- people tried to put on him when he first came into the league. It pissed me off watching Oregon play football with him at quarterback. They just they just refused to throw the ball down the field. I was like, you have this dude that could – throw a frozen rope across the field. Um, you know, his arm's probably stronger than Trevor Lawrence's. It is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty clear. He's, he's um, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is a really great athlete. We just, we didn't really get that from him last year. You know, he, he was a pretty solid runner at Clemson and we didn't see him move very much at all. We, we, we tried a little bit of the read option stuff. Like, you know, he scored a touchdown against Cincinnati on a read option down in the red zone. Yeah. And then he had another one where he got stuffed that basically would have won us the game when he should have handed it off. You know, it was just a bad call. I, I'd like to, I, um, I, I, I understand the, like, trying to protect him thing. Um, but there's a, there's a fine line you have to draw between where you, you make his athleticism valuable and keeping him – safe i think that they i'd like to see him put on some weight not not you know like yeah well and they have to scheme runs for the quarterback like you see like lsu and cincinnati like with joe burrow like when they scheme design runs like it's a lot of draw into a small box you know to where you know it's oh it's a it's a it's a three-man front they're dropping their backers four-man front they're dropping their backers like they'll they'll draw up qb him where he's designed to hit a hole, get what you can get. And a lot of times Burrow has the bad habit of not getting down because he's a very physical football player, um, even at the quarterback position. Well, he, um, he, he can't slide. like to see he us. He just doesn't know. He, he, he says he's terrible at it. Yeah. Well, I'd like to like design some QB runs for Trevor, but, like, to keep him safe. Like, not like – I'm not saying, like, he should be Lamar Jackson, but, like, we need to – we need to run more quarterback draws. I mean, he's the most athletic quarterback that Doug's ever coached. I mean, and I'm not counting Michael Vick when he was the QB coach in Philly. I'm, I'm counting like, you know, 
Alex Smith, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. Like, Trevor's more athletic than those guys are. So, like, use it. You know, now, granted, you know, we're really good. When healthy, we're really good at the running back position, so you don't want to run your quarterback as much. But, like, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to have design runs, you know, where and you're not expecting to bust these for big gains. You're expecting to be able to catch the defense off guard, mix in a quarterback draw, mix in a read option. And Trevor does a really good job on those reads. If you go back to Clemson and watch him and ETN work with, especially in the red zone, um, being able to make really good reads on option plays. Um, so that's something I, Peterson probably hasn't done a ton of because of the quarterbacks he's had. But, you know, he's a smart coach. It's definitely in his back pocket for when he might need it later on. Well, also, just like rollouts and stuff. And that's another thing that I was really disappointed with Urban Meyer. I thought Urban Meyer was going to implement a lot of uh, college-esque um, play styles into, into the Jaguars' offense last year. And do you remember a read option? I don't remember me. I mean, the Cincinnati game is the only one that really sticks out to me. Um, you know, or RPOs. Not a ton of RPOs. I think – and I think some of it came rolling him out. Some of it came down to maybe Urban maybe wanted to do stuff like that, but I think Urban was clueless clueless at at how to coach in the NFL. That he really let Bevel and those guys kind of tell him what we needed to run. Um, obviously, and he was cursing them later in front of players and telling everyone how bad they sucked, um, but. I don't know. This isn't the Urban Meyer podcast. Every time we talk about him, I get depressed. Well, <laughs> that's our uh, dark past. But uh, you want to go ahead and get into the schedule here? Let's do it. Sure. So week one, we've got uh, – we're traveling to Washington to play the Commanders. Uh, almost said Redskins. Almost said football team. But uh, they and are that's now... going to be kind of – cool though because now you can say like it's an answer to a trivia question who did the washington commanders play their first regular season game ever <laughs> the it's, gonna be a, it's gonna be a trivia question when i'm like 50 or something <laughs> yeah when you're hanging out at uh at hooters or buffalo wild wings for trivia night you're gonna be running up to the podium with that one so um so it's a, a interesting game for them because their last game played was against carson wentz and now the next game the following season is also against Carson Wentz. And we have Doug Peterson at quarterback. So there's a, there's a whole lot of, uh, you know, interesting things to look at when, when you're looking at this game. Washington's not uh, – their roster's really, really good. At the same time, you know, quarterback's kind of been the position that's plagued them, um, you know, over the last few years. This should be a winnable game for Jacksonville. They should definitely compete. I think that fans should be very scared if the Jaguars come out and, and do not look like they belong on the same field as Washington. This team is not that great. Uh, so I, I think that the Jaguars should definitely come out and at least make a, a strong case for themselves to, to push for the AFC South um, and, and push to be a competitive football team who, who teams have to respect going for the rest of the year. Yeah, I see, uh, I see week one as a win. You know, I just – the game that we're going to come out – uh, I think Peterson is going to be involved, you know, with the defensive, you know, staff a little bit that week. I mean, he he knows what Carson's strengths and weaknesses are better than anybody else, you know. And so I think that, and obviously, you know, the Jaguars' last game, which was a win, was against Carson Wentz in a game where he wasn't able to do really anything against us. 
Um, and I think it's going to be more of the same. I really think we're going to start the season off 1-0 uh, for first time since 2018, I believe. Um, so I, th I think it's going to be a win. I think it's a really good way to start the season. It's a perfect opponent. I mean, you're, you're super fortunate to not have to play, you know, the Chargers or Baltimore or Tennessee or somebody like that in the first game. You get an opponent that's kind of the same boat as you, um, isn't very good, that does have some talent that's, that expects to be better. Um, but I think we have the better quarterback, and, you know, that means a lot in the NFL. So I, I'm, I'm looking for that to be a win over the season. I uh, I don't believe that the Jaguars get that one. And I also do not believe the Jaguars win the next game, which would be uh, anti-historic because in, in recent years, the Jaguars have throttled the Colts at home. Uh, but I think the Colts, I think the, the Colts beat the Jaguars at home this year and, uh, and the Jags start out 0-2. It's impossible. Jaguars don't lose at home to the Colts. So that's another win. So we're 2-0 for the first time since 2018. And um, I'm getting my uh, – I'm, I'm going to my tailor to get my suit fitted for the Super Bowl parade because we're going to be 2-0. and o. We're going to be riding high. I'm, yeah, I'm betting, betting against history there. Uh, third week, the Jaguars travel oh, all the way to L.A. to play the Chargers. I feel like, the, I feel like at this point the Chargers are just an AFC South rival. We play them every single year, it seems like. I believe we've played them like eight of the last 10 years or eight of the last 11 years, something ridiculous. Um, and we definitely, we do terrible against them. I think we're seven and three or three and seven against them or something like that. And we do even worse when we have to travel out there. Jaguars are historically a bad uh, West coast team. Um, so I, I, I think that this is another loss. Jaguars, uh, Jaguars are unfortunately starting the season. I'm in three. Three and oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I think this is where reality is going to set in for us, um, you know, and it's not, and a lot of people on Jaguars Twitter, like get mad at people for like being negative or whatever, but like, we're not going to win every game. Uh, we're not going to win the majority of our games. Okay. This is a process. And this is where we're going to go on a very tough road trip from Jacksonville, Florida to technically not really Los Angeles, California. Um, but you know, it's a long road trip. We're playing a team that expects to be very, very good this year. Um, a team finish fourth in their division and win, like, ten games. Uh, so, like, it, it's a very, very tough trip for the Jags. It's really tough for anybody to make that trip. You think of any team up the eastern seaboard that has to make this trip, you know, no matter how good they are, they'll all tell you it's difficult. And so I think this is going to be a really tough one for the Jaguars, and I do believe the Chargers are going to take it. Um, you know, I think Justin Herbert is in for a really big year. They've been Proved his defense tremendously. Uh, they brought back Mike Williams on a long-term deal to give him, you know, his top weapon back alongside Keenan Allen, uh, Austin Eckler. You know, it's going to be a tough day for our, our very much improved defense. Um, but, you know, I think that's going to be the first loss of the season. I, I think that they're, they're pretty much better than us at every single position. Um, I, I, uh, I have a tough time seeing the Jaguars. Uh, you know, if there was – if there was to be, I mean. If James Robinson's healthy, is he better than Austin Eckler? Uh, yes. Yeah. Bing. Loophole. Okay, yeah. The least valuable position on a football field. <laughs> I know. Logan, Logan Cook's better than their punter. True. I don't, don't think they don't punt. You, <laughs> don't, don't you dare disparage the good damn name of 
of Logan Cook. I don't think their punter's going to have to get off the bench. <laughs> the pride of Starkville, Mississippi. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think if, if you have a game that you have to watch out, the Jaguars are getting just absolutely blown out. I think it's probably this one. West Coast game against a team that's um, a lot better than, than what their record and division placement was last year. Uh, you know, you, you expect the, the Chargers to come in really strong. They've got uh, Khalil Mack. They've got Bosa. Uh, you've got Darwin James. You've got Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a really really good football team. Uh, and didn't they did they sign JC Jackson too? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, so like even corner even corner where I think we're we're juiced. Uh, you know yeah, even corner Christian, there. Christian Kirk's getting clamped that game. Um, so that, that's a really good football team. I, uh, I I just don't see the Jaguars going all the way to LA and, and coming out with that one. No, uh, and then. Uh, and then week four, you know, moving on to week four, uh, another kind of Doug Peterson familiarity reunion game like we had in week two with, the, you know, going up to the, the city of brotherly love to take on the Eagles. Yeah, and, it, and this is going to be another game where the Jaguars run defense is going to play a crucial role because I believe the Eagles led the NFL in rushing last year. Uh, you know, they've got a very dynamic quarterback. The Jaguars have some speed at linebacker now. Um, you know, you expect your linebackers to have a really big game this year, uh, that, that really big game this game, um, and, and play a crucial role in the Jaguars competing with the Eagles. I, I ultimately think the Eagles are, are a better football team. Um, you know, it, it is a game there. Um, Eagles added A.J. Brown, who the Jaguars should be fairly familiar with. Um, you know, I, I think that they've got the better weapons on offense. Uh, I think that their, uh, their defense is still – a strong point of their team offensive line is always really good for, for a, uh, you know, Doug Peterson esque uh, team franchise uh, that, that's, you know, uh, prioritizes the, the run game in a strong offensive line. Uh, so I think the Jaguars are, are close, um, but, but I think this is a loss and uh, the Jaguars start season for one four. Yeah, and it's going to be a really – it's going to be a tough one because, you again, you know, you're going out to Los Angeles, you come home, then you go right back to Philly. Um, you know, you're facing against a team, like you said, that led the league in rushing last year, but a very unique team, the way they the way they divvy out responsibilities running the football. Like last year, Miles Sanders – I don't know if you know this. Miles Sanders was the leading rusher last year for the Eagles. How many touchdowns did he have? Zero. Zero. Wow. Not a single rushing touchdown – on the team that led the league in rushing. So, like, that just shows you how much they have a good stable of running backs with Miles Sanders, with Boston Scott, you know, and they're able to – who they brought back on a one-year deal. Um, you know, they're able to divide up the rushing attack to where it's one guy. So, they have a lot of different types of ball carriers. Um, add A.J. Brown to the mix. And, you know, does A.J. Brown make the team better? Absolutely. But does he make Jalen Rieger at least – a more respectable NFL receiver because he's going to be expected now to be like what the fourth receiver instead of actual, what a first round pick is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so could we see Jalen Rieger actually be a respectable NFL wide receiver this year with the new setup with, you know, Dallas got Goddard is the first option or the second option, you know, AJ Brown's the first option. You got the slim you know. reaper too. Yeah. So I mean, you're looking at a situation where the Eagles – this is a huge – this is the year for Jalen Hurts. 
You know, uh, the Eagles made that pit, that trade with the Saints for a reason to get their first-round pick for 2023. Um, the Eagles are going to go get a Bryce Young, you know, or one of those other top quarterbacks um, if Hurts isn't the guy. You know, and Hurts is going to have no excuses this year. He plays in a very winnable division. He plays with some really good weapons. Um, and I think he is – he's got – he doesn't have any excuses to not you – know, granted, if, unless he isn't healthy. Um, to be able to show this year if he's the guy or not. So that's going to be a tough one for the Jags. Um, I have that as a loss. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough couple of weeks. Um, you know, but I think because it's not the same team Doug coach, so it's not like he has that much familiarity like he does with some of the talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in the NFL, like, that team has changed so much since his last game there. Like, you know, it's the NFL. It's just how, it's how it is. Um, so, granted, he'll have some familiarity, um, but it's going to be – it's a different squad than what he coached with a totally different, like, you know, mindset behind uh, the team. And one thing I wanted to mention before we move on is uh, is just looking at the differences between the L.A. Chargers and how they run their offense and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. That's going to be really hard for Mike Caldwell and that defense uh, for the Jaguars to prepare for from going from Justin Herbert – to Jalen Hurts, uh, that's that's you know one of the most pass happy, uh, dangerous downfield offenses to more of a uh, you know hey we're gonna we're gonna shove this thing down your throat and, and you have to you know hang in there for seven rounds uh, with the Eagles. Um, so that that's gonna be really interesting to see how Mike Caldwell and the defense prepare for that game because um, those are two games where you couldn't think of much more different offenses and how and how they play the football game. Uh, yeah, and, and it's it's a challenge week to week. But, I mean, you know, uh, Mike Caldwell is going to do a really good job, I think, as our defense coordinator. And you'd think he'd probably be much more schemed up um, for the Eagles than he would be for the Chargers. Um, you know, with his experience in the NFC South, you know, he's seen the the Taysom Hill packages and the stuff like that, the more mobile. Mm-hmm. Now, Jalen Hurts is obviously a much better passer than Taysom Hill, but, you know, he's he's coached against mobile quarterbacks. Um, you know, he's coached against Cam Newton in Carolina. He's coached against – now he's more on the back end of Cam's – it was his return. Um, but he's he's coached against mobile quarterbacks, and you, you'd expect that he'd probably be more schemed up for the Philadelphia matchup. Yeah, it's – uh, for, for the Chargers. There's just more you – there's more you can do from a coach's perspective in that case than stopping a guy like Justin Herbert. It's uh, – you know, you could slow Herbert down a little bit, but that, that offense is, is very scary. Uh, moving on, we've got uh, home. Uh, we return home against the Texans. Uh, I think this is where the Jaguars get their first win. You know, they kind of got – they kind of got, they kinda got uh, embarrassed a little bit twice last year against the, against the Texans. Uh, had two pretty, pretty poor performances. The first week was shocking. I think most Jaguar fans expected to go into that game against Tyrod Taylor and, and kind of – we're hopeful for a win to start out the season, and they got their doors blown off by Tyrod Taylor, and uh, and that was kind of a wake up call, and it, and it was kind of, uh, to be honest with you, a um, a uh, a sign for how the rest of the season would go for them. Um, you know, the Jaguars never really got their footing late in the year. You saw uh, Trevor Lawrence looked a little bit more comfortable. Uh, you know, he started to make some some pretty good plays against like the Jets and uh, you know the Colts. Colts game notably the last week of the season but uh, yeah I, I think the, the Texans are a team that uh, are in a similar situation to the Jaguars where they have needs all over the football field 
and uh, and you would hope that that Trevor Lawrence has progresses past what Davis Mills was last year, and, and can really show that hey, you know, he is the guy, and our offense hopefully explodes against what is a, a very weak football team. Yeah, so this is a situation when you look at the Texans is um you know when we're just talking about the Chargers how we basically across the board the Chargers have a better roster and are better at almost every position than the Jaguars outside of jokingly punter and things like that. We are much better than Houston on paper at quite a few different spots. Um, You know, like Brandon Cooks, obviously would be the best receiver on our team, um, but you assume Trevor Lawrence is better than Davis Mills. Um, If healthy, the combination of James Robinson and Travis Etienne is better than than Damian Pierce and Marlon Mack. Um, you know, I think we're better at tight end, uh, offensive line. I mean, you expect us to probably be Big better. Step, yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's a great matchup. You know, you have it as the first win. I optimistically have it as the third win of the season. Now, granted, we're about to get to a whole bunch of losses on on my my guesses. Um, but, you know, last year Houston was a wake-up call. I, I was one of the people drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I fully expected the Jaguars week one last year to blow the doors off uh, Houston. I thought it was going to be like a new era. We're going to go dominate this game and move on. And obviously it was the opposite. Um, you know, it was pretty embarrassing. The second uh, so game I, wasn't much better. No. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I think it's going to be a situation to where, you know, and David Culley did a, a really good job, all things considered, in Houston. Um, as their head coach just for that one season. I think he did – got done very wrong. Um, but, you know, I think that's going to be a win. You know, it's it's, at, it's back at home after two tough road trips. You know, you expect um, after two weeks straight weeks away, the Jags faithful to show up and, and pretty good numbers for that one. So, you know, I, you'd expect it to be a uh, – to be a win for the Jags. And I think – uh, next we go we go play Hugh, the Colts again. Uh, this time we traveled to Indianapolis uh, for similar reasons to, to what I mentioned for the week two game. I, I think this is a, another game that the Jaguars drop um, and they, they would start out. What is that? One in five. Um, you know, it's it's a, a similar situation where I, I think that the Colts are simply a better football team. Um, and the Jaguars are going to take a little bit of, of time to, to kind of get their feet under them. You know, the Jaguars picked Trayvon Walker in the first round, who's not going to be a guy that's probably going to come in and immediately produce right away. You know, he's going to have some growing pains as a pass rusher. Um, you expect the defense to be much better, uh, but at the same time, I, I think the Colts are, are still uh, a little better at, at a few positions and end up uh, taking this win. Oh, and it's um... – I don't expect us to win this one either. I have this one as a loss also. Um, you know, I, I don't – we don't do as well in Indy. It's hilarious how two football teams uh, can play each other, be the same two football teams. But when you change the, the city it's played in and the venue, it completely changes everything. Um, you know, and I think that's common across all levels of football. You know, that's not like an unusual thing. You know, like LSU plays pretty well in Death Valley, you know, in the Gators' wall. Um, but last year the Jaguars should have swept the Colts. You know, we had a chance to win it at the end, and Trevor loses the ball, and we lose the game. Um, so we had every opportunity to sweep the Colts last year, a team that, you know, according to every expert in America, 
outside of Jacksonville, Florida, should have made the playoffs last year. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't see it as a win either. I have it as a loss. I have them at this point. Um, it, it's going to be tough to beat that Colts team twice. You know, Matt Ryan is still a, a talented NFL quarterback, and they've got good weapons around him. Uh, so, I've got that as a loss also. Uh, week seven, we've got the Giants. I, I think this is where the Jaguars get their second win. Um, Giants, I really love what they did in the offseason in regards to the players that they drafted, uh, the, their head coach, their new GM. I think that they're really set up well for the future. Uh, but they're, they're simply just not ready right now. Daniel Jones is still their quarterback. Um, you know, it sounds like there's a bit of a mess there going on with Kadarius Toney. Uh, they don't have the greatest offensive weapons. They lost Evan Ingram. Saquon Barkley's kind of a question mark. Uh, their offensive line is getting better. Um, their defense is uh, probably has overproduced in, in recent years or outperformed expectations. Uh, but I, I think the Jaguars at this point on paper are a better football team. Um, and, and I think that uh, the, the difference between Trevor Lawrence and Daniel Jones is going to be ultimately what make, what gives this to Jaguars' second win of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, Daniel Jones is another guy similar to Jalen Hurts in that this is his last shot, um, even though he's had longer than Jalen Hurts. Um, it is worse. You know, this, yeah, this is, this is Daniel Jones' last shot. You know, a lot of teams – there were teams that – and people around the league that were, were wondering – with the Giants, with that fifth and seventh pick, would they maybe go ahead and pull the trigger? Um, if this was 2023 or 2021, they absolutely would have. Um, but it wasn't. There wasn't that top quarterback. Uh, but the Giants got a lot better. You know, grabbing Evan Neal, at, uh, who was one of my favorite players in the draft, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, getting both of those guys is absolutely massive uh, for their present and future. Um I still don't think they're going to be a very good football team. I still expect them to be picking again next year in the top 12 picks. Um, you know, it, Daniel Jones uh, has not played up to being a top 10 pick. Um, Saquon Barkley has not played up to being a top five pick. He hasn't played. Uh, yeah, I mean, he can't stay healthy. I mean, he's a physical specimen, but he can't stay healthy. Um, you know, the Giants aren't going to be a very good football team. They're the worst team uh, in, a, in a pretty – average wide open division in the NFC East. Um, so I also have that as a win. I have the Jaguars at four and three at that point. Um, this is the last win I have for a while. Uh, so uh, this is this is one that I can see the Jaguars definitely taking, especially at home. Yeah, and, and I've got us two and five, um, which, you know, we, we only won three games last year. So that's, a you know, definitely a, a step in the right direction. Um, but I, I, uh, I don't think the Giants are by any means one of the – bottom teams in the league. I think that they're, you know, probably a five, six win football team, similar to, to what I, uh, what I believe the Jaguars kind of are. Uh, next, I'll, I'll, I'm going to kind of lump these together here. We've got three games against the Giants, uh, the Broncos, Raiders, and Chiefs, all AFC West opponents. And uh, that is going to be LLL. Uh, you know, it gets pretty difficult here. Uh, the Broncos game is in London. It's going to be uh, – you're hopefully coming off good vibes after the Giants game traveling uh, traveling across the Atlantic Ocean. Um, I think that the Broncos are, are just uh, miles better than what this Jaguar team is right now. You know, you've got Russell Wilson, a quarterback. They've got good offensive weapons. Defense is really good. 
Notably, they did trade some pieces away, but this is still a team that's that's ready to win, and they're ready to win now. Um, you know, they're they're going to be a team that's going to be fighting for playoff rights. They're going to be a team fighting for the AFC West title. Um, and coming off of, uh, you know, we don't we don't get the bye week before, we don't get the bye week after. Um, you know, I, I think this is a, a, this is a game where the Jaguars struggle um, and are unable to get it done. Um, next, they come back home for the Raiders. Um, you know, that's another team that I, I think is just miles better than where the Jaguars are right now. Uh, you know, Derek Carr is significantly less talented than Trevor Lawrence. That said, he's, he's really done quite well with the talent that he does have. And they're an offense and a defense that, that's really surprised uh, a lot. You know, they haven't drafted very well in recent years. But it's still a team that's, that's uh, you know, fighting for playoff rights um, and, and made the playoffs last year. And then at Chiefs, uh, I, I don't expect us to be in that game. What the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes are doing is, is absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, they're, they're the most explosive and dynamic offense in the NFL. They lost Tyreek Hill. Uh, I don't expect them to, that to slow them down very much. I think this is three straight losses against three really, really good AFC West opponents. Yeah, I totally agree. So this, this would put the Jaguars at my count at four and six. I have all three as losses also. Uh, you know, you go straight to London. Uh, after the home game against the Giants to play against a really good and improved Denver team. I mean, you, anytime you can add a Hall of Fame quarterback when he's still not – in NFL standards, he's not old. You no. know, Russell Wilson is still a very good uh, football player and one of the most absolute, obviously, likable guys in the sport. Um, so, he's a guy that you'll root for every week outside of this one. Um, so, I, I don't see this going well for us, you know uh, – and then you play the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders now adding Devontae Adams. You know, I'm not saying they'll be Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, but anytime you can reunite uh, college teammates like that, you know, with uh, with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams from Fresno State, uh, you know, they had a lot of fun in college. And now that they're reunited, you expect them out there and be able to put on a show in a really tough division. That, that division is going to be nuts. Uh, that division, like I, could, like I said earlier, you could see a team win – 10 games and miss the playoffs in that division. Like, it's going to be insane. And, um, and it's possible now that all four teams make the playoffs. It's possible, yeah, with the new setup. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, losing at the Chiefs, that's a really tough place to play. Like, you know, when guys in the NFL talk about loudest, toughest stadiums, you know, they mention, you know, when the Dome's rocket in New Orleans, you know, the 12th man in Seattle. One of the, one of the stadiums that most players will mention is – Arrowhead you know they mentioned it as a very tough place to play um and so I, I see that as three straight losses going into the bye week it's going to be really that's a really really tough stretch um you know no break after London which you know the Jags weren't very happy about um according to some reports they say they requested the bye after London obviously didn't get it um and then you know Raiders and Chiefs right after that um you know Thank God the bye week comes after that before we have to play the Ravens uh, in the uh, – not to, you know, foreshadow into our next game, but, you know, we have another tough one right after the bye. Yeah, that's a good time for a bye because the Jaguars are probably going to be pretty – scrambling for some confidence after those three games, I would imagine. You know, I've got them two and eight into the bye week 10 uh, after 10 weeks. Um, you know, they go into the bye, hopefully regather and regroup and head to uh, what is, you know, still a very, very difficult Ravens game at home. Um, Ravens kind of had a down year. Lamar Jackson had some injury problems. Um, you know, they had some problems staying healthy. 
ultimately had a down year for them. Uh, I expect them, if, if he's healthy, uh, to bounce right back. That's still a really good football team. They've got talented players all over the field. I, I expect that to be the fourth loss in a row for the Jaguars. You know, I, I have it as a, as a loss also. I've been out 4-7. Uh, it's going to be tough. You know, Lamar is a guy who has played at an MVP level, has had a lot of success. But he's another guy, when we look at this uh, schedule, he also has some things to prove this year. He has to prove that he can stay healthy, again, through an entire slate, um, you know, through 17 games. Um, he's in now a division that is very much uh, probably the toughest division in the AFC. Well, AFC West obviously probably has that crown. But when you look at the North, I mean, the Bengals are going to be back. They didn't lose much. Um, the Browns, if Watson is able to play the full season, which it sounds like he's probably going to be suspended for a few. Um, and then Pittsburgh, you know, with Pitt, like Pittsburgh's not going to be bad as long as Tom, uh, Mike Tomlin's the coach. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that division is going to be super tough. Um, so, he's got a lot to prove. He's got to go out and – that division's not going to fall in his lap. He's got to go take it. Uh, and so, you know, that that's be a game that I think is going to be really hard for us. Um, I think we have the athletes at linebacker and in the secondary to be able to try to contain Lamar. Um, but you have to remember that he's got really good weapons. Um, you know, he's got, you know, a top five tight end in Mark Andrews. Um, you know, it, it's, it's now they traded away home. Um, but it's, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, Rashad uh, like Bateman. I, said, I have that as another loss. Rashad no, Bateman's without a doubt. Like they're uh, they're good. They're going to be, and they added. Um, oh my God, what's his name escaping me? The uh, the free safety from Notre Dame. That was everybody thought was like the best player in the draft. Oh, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton. They added Jordan Davis. They added Kyle Hamilton. Jordan Davis. Like it's it's going to be a pretty salty Baltimore team, and they needed to add with the situation they're in of Lamar coming off of the injured injury season. Um, where he's going to have to get back to that MVP level if they're going to have a chance to win that really good division. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's going to be another game where, where you're going to see the Jaguars linebacker room, you know, be on full notice. Uh, you know, they're going to have to they're going to have to keep up with Lamar Jackson and the, their, their running game. You know, they get uh, oh, uh, the Ohio State running back. I'm, I'm blanking on his name. He tore his ACL. Uh, J.K. Dobbins. Yes, J.K. Dobbins comes back. You you uh, you expect you know he tore his ACL very early last year, uh, so he, he's probably a guy that's going to be starting week one, um, and will assuredly I assume be healthy by the time that the Jaguars play the the Ravens. Uh, so you have to you have to keep that in mind as well. Their their uh, offensive line is is. is pretty good uh, defense is always going to be good as long as you know the Ravens are the Ravens. Uh, so, you know, and their defense got better with, with the added pieces that they got. Uh, David Ojabo, uh, not sure what his timeline is to come back, but that's another really young, exciting pass rusher who could come in and, and really wreak havoc if he's, if he's going to be healthy. They also uh, – so Jordan Davis went to Philly, not uh, Baltimore. Um, but, uh, no, but they um, – Who's the other one? They, they also – they added a darling of Jaguars draft Twitter. They added Tyler Linderbaum. Oh, that's right. Uh, that's the center right. from Iowa. Um, and then they added David Ajabu. They were the team, and me and you talked about it pre-draft, who's going to be the good football team that can afford to take David Ajabu yep. and let him sit. What a perfect season. spot, and too. They were 
absolutely perfect spot. Could not have gone to a better uh, spot. And then in the third round, they allowed Travis Jones, the nose guard from UConn, who a lot of teams – Oh, that's who I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of experts had him going much higher, had him, you know, in that second-round pick I, range. I had him. So they had, had a him. tremendous – I had him neck and neck with uh, Jordan Davis. Yeah, they had a uh, – Stop me when you've heard this before. The Ravens had a good draft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're the best drafting team in football, and so that's going to be a tough one uh, for the Jags. And one of the best coached as well. And, and they got Charlie Kolar, the tight end from Iowa State. And they also, I believe, drafted – also got Isaiah Likely, the tight end from Coastal Carolina. Um, I think they're going to be learning a lot of 13 personnel in Baltimore keep, this year. Keep in mind, we had higher picks than them. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about rounds four through seven. If we had their draft, dude, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, right? but yeah, there is reason they're, they're them and we're us because yeah, we could have also drafted Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so after the Ravens, the Jaguars get some, get some winnable games here. We got at the Lions. Uh, Jaguars get, get, go get to face DJ Chark and, and that Lions crew. Uh, they also had a solid draft. You know, they uh, – they got your boy Jamison Williams. They drafted uh, Aiden Hutchinson. You know, those are two guys that you hopefully can build your offense and defense around. Um, you know, they still have Jared Goff. Uh, so, it's, you know, it's how dangerous can you really be? But, uh, but yeah, I think this is a very winnable game for the Jaguars and a game that they should win uh, on paper and on the field. DJ Chark revenge game. Yeah, so I've got us now at uh, – that would be 3-10 and 10 for me. I have that as a win also. Um, so this would have us at uh, four, five, five and seven. Okay. Um, you know, it's, I hope DJ Chark goes off like nobody's business every game but this one. Um, I love the guy, and I, hope, and I hope he goes and earns that big contract that um, some expected him to get this past offseason. Um, we really but, um, Yeah. So – I think it's a winnable game. You know, it is at Detroit, you know. Um, it's – I'm surprised it wasn't our Thursday night game with the uh, number one versus number two pick, uh, you know, kind of, you know, put that on there. Um, but I do have it as a win. Uh, so, you know, like I said, I, I have a four and seven through week 13. Uh, next we travel to Nashville, face the Titans. Uh, I think this is a loss. I, I – uh, and we'll get to the second Titans game, but I think the Titans are still a better football team. You know, I, I said – I mentioned earlier that, that you know, they, they did get worse, I think, this offseason, but I, I still think that they're a team that's better set up to win right now than the Jaguars are. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill is still – you know, you call them as average as, as you can be, but average, is, average NFL starting quarterback still, you know, very much, very much a winnable quarterback. Uh, so I, I think the Titans are still a better team, and that they take this one in Nashville. The Jag, the Jaguars haven't beaten Tennessee in Tennessee since November of 2013. Since they were in Houston, um, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 been a very much a just a almost a guaranteed. You can go ahead and put it in Sharpie loss for us. You know, the past almost decade now. Um, going to Tennessee. Uh, so I expect that to be a law. Uh, Tennessee's better than we are uh, right now. Um, we're trending more upward than they are long-term, which is a positive thing to say right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think that's a loss. So, that, so through week 14, I have us at four and eight. And I've got us at three and 11. Uh, next. Oh, I'm sorry, we beat, we beat the Lions five, five and eight. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and I got I got to sit uh, th- three three and eleven, right? Uh, week fourteen, no, uh, three and ten. Big burden. Uh, next, we have a home game, one uh, one home game in a five game stretch. That's tough. Uh, yeah, that, that that's going to be uh, that, that's a loss. I uh, you know as much as I would like to have you know that be a a win a nice home win. I think the Cowboys are a better team. Dak Prescott's better quarterback right now than Trevor Lawrence's. Um, that offense is, is wild. Uh, you know, they got guys for days, CD lamb. Um, they tagged, uh, quarter, uh, the tight end Dalton Schultz, you know, they brought Gallup back. Um, the offensive line is, is still, you know, pretty good. The, uh, defense, you know, Trevon Diggs has his moments, uh, both ways, um, you know, but uh, that's a really good football team. And, and I think that they, they come in and, and handle Jacksonville. So from week 10 uh, through week 17, the Jaguars only had two home games. Uh, that's bad. And I, I think Mia O'Brien uh, kind of mentioned, I, I think that their goal is to do a lot of work on the new facility in that time. So that was kind of a purposeful thing by the NFL. Um, so, you know, that, that's basically like anytime you play the Cowboys anywhere, it might as well not be a home game for you. Um, so that's going to be a tough one. You know, Dak, after the way the season ended for the Cowboys, I think Dak has a lot to prove, uh, from that one. You know, it wasn't really necessarily Dak's fault the way that game ended. Like there was a lot of people to blame. Um, but they've invested a lot of money in some odd places. So it's going to be very interesting to see. I have that as a loss also. Um, Elliot's so making a lot of money to be a backup running back. I have that's, – yeah, that's loss number nine uh, for me by my count. Uh, has a, I have us at nine losses by the time we get to that game. Three and um, 11. Yeah, so I have – You're five, one, and, two, five and nine. Three, four, five. So, yeah, five and nine by that point, which I made – four, five, and nine, 14 games into the season – I mean, that's pretty good compared to where we've been the last few years. I mean, if we have five wins through 14 games, I mean, I'm not ready to start engraving Doug Peterson's Coach of the Year trophy, but I'm definitely taking it off the uh, shelf. Yeah, you feel a lot better. Uh, And I I just want to mention from weeks five to week nine, that's a five-game stretch. We have one away game, so it's kind of like the opposite there. Uh, Unfortunately, we play the – Bronco. Well, I say, I say five home games. One of them's in London. That doesn't count. So you really it's on a different continent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'd like to say that the Jaguars should be getting comfortable going to London, but we've had so many coaches and so many players at this point that how many people are actually left that have been to London multiple times? Um, so it's. Uh, you know, I'd like to think that the Jaguars are comfortable there, but uh, I'm not really sure how much that's, that's the case with the turnover we've had in recent years. Uh, week 16 at the Jets. I think this is a win. God, we hope it's a win. Jaguars need this one after a really tough stretch of, uh, you know, about six, seven, eight weeks. Jaguars really need to win. This is, uh, you know, primetime game Thursday night, if you want to call it primetime. It's the it's the uh, the poor man's primetime game. But, uh, yeah, it's against, it's against a team that's uh, – Kind of in a similar situation to us, 
rebuilding team. They've got some solid pieces uh, and a quarterback that's still trying to figure it out. I think that Trevor Lawrence is markedly better than Zach Wilson. And, and for that reason, I think that the Jaguars go into to, uh, MetLife, Stadium and, MetLife Stadium and take the win. I think so as well. Uh, you know, it's a game that last year probably most of us uh, chalked up as a win where it happened. Um, it was very disappointing for it not to come to reality. We made Zach Wilson at times look like Vic in his prime running the football. Uh, that was the game that Andrew Wingard looked like. He won some sort of raffle before the game to get to start at safety for the Jaguars. Um, so, was the, you know, that was the game on national we, TV. We finally saw Cisco, and he made like three plays in the first three plays of him being on the field. And I was like, what are we doing? Oh. Oh, you mean this guy that was really good in college that we drafted early is good? Whoa. Uh, so, yeah, primetime game, uh, you know, I'm going to be glued to my TV to watch it because, you know, where I live, I don't get to watch the Jaguars much um, unless it's illegal. Uh, so that's where I'll get to sit on my couch and, you know, enjoy watching the Jaguars play. And I expect it to be a win. Um, you know, at that point, I expect us to have, you know, now six wins, um, which is, you know, a great place to be considering – where we've been the last couple of seasons, you're getting into that range now to where like second most wins for the number one, second most wins. Yeah, instead of praying for the instead of praying for the first uh, the number one pick, now you're looking at picking, you know, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which is kind of disappointing because it's like because <laughs> we've joked before that next year would be the year that it that we could actually trade our pick to someone. Yeah. Um, so maybe but the Eagles will trade up with us for a quarterback. At the, at the same time, though, um, you know, with all the quarterbacks that you presume are going to go early next year, some really good players are going to fall to you at the, the back half of that top ten. Without a doubt. Um, and, and hopefully this year I don't throw my Christmas tree through the, uh, the TV watching the Jaguars play the Jets. Last year I wanted, wanted to. Um, so it's, uh, it's about the same time of the year. I'm not sure exactly what, uh, what date it is, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can have a better Christmas. That, that was the day after Christmas last year. But uh, yeah, the, this is the game the Jaguars should win, as is the next one. Uh, they, they go to Houston. Jaguars should definitely win this game. Um, hopefully we can sweep the Texans. We should sweep the Texans. Uh, this is a game that I believe that we also win. We get back-to-back wins for me, uh, bringing us to 5-11. Yeah, and so uh, this is a game that I plan to go to. Uh, it's close to where I live. Um, so hopefully I'll bring a little little good juju with me. Uh, I'm one and one all-time watching the Jaguars play. So I'd be going Don't over 500 would be super. Don't ask. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, it's a game we should definitely win. Uh, it, it'll be nice to string together back-to-back wins at this point late in the season. Um, basically at this point, you know, playoffs will obviously be way out the window. Uh, so at this point, we'll just be playing to, you know, play spoiler like we've done in the past, um, to continue to get better, see good things out of Trevor Lawrence, out of the defense, out of this receiver group, which is not getting a lot of respect right now. Um, so at this point, um, it'll be really good to be able to string together two wins, get that win total up to seven, I mean, which is respect, especially for a team that has won four total in the last two years. Um, and picked first two years in a row. Now we're picking, at this point, we're probably picking about 11, you know, and so we're now in a position to where uh, things have drastically changed for us. We're not worried about reaching for a player 
uh, like some people think we've we've done for uh, you know Trayvon Walker. Um, but then week eighteen has to come. Yeah, and uh, I don't see this one. I don't see this one going well to end the year. Um, you know, hopefully the Jaguars can play spoiler. This is a potential spoiler game. Titans may be trying to to bid for a wild card or a uh, division spot. Jaguars get a chance to do that. Ultimately, I, I don't think this happens. Titans are simply a better football team. Um, as the year goes on, usually um, defenses get worn down. The run games may get a little stronger. Uh, hopefully the Jaguars can still shut down Derrick Henry, um, but uh, it's kind of been the the uh, the heel to our Achilles in the last since he entered the league last few years here. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Jaguars fall here, and uh, I think they finish the year uh, five and five and twelve. Yeah, uh, I have them at seven and ten. Uh, I have them losing this game also, um, but it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be a you have to look at, like, the big picture, you know, when you're basically starting over from scratch with a young QB, new coach, um, so many new faces in the starting lineup. I mean, if you look at just the starting 22, like we've talked about, so many new faces, there's a good chance we could finish second in the division at 7-10. and 10. Yes. I mean, because you're looking at – I have us at 3-3 three and three in the division. I have a sweeping Houston and beating the Colts once. I mean – if Matty Ice doesn't work out, we could finish second in the division, three and three in the division, seven and ten overall. Um, I really don't think the Colts are going to be that good this year. Just me. I've always thought Matt Ryan was a good NFL quarterback, but he is at the tail end of what he's got left, and he doesn't have he doesn't have Kyle Pitts. He doesn't have Cordell Patterson. Um, he doesn't have Calvin Ridley. You know, he he doesn't have um, some of those really good young players. Um, so. I, going to be ecstatic if we go seven and ten um, I, would be, I, I would be floored I, I don't care yeah I don't care who makes a good run I think based on our if we go seven and ten unless one of those other teams in the top six that in the draft this past year has some sort of insane run to the playoffs I think Doug Peterson is a very strong candidate for coach of the year at seven and ten um, and if you're seven and ten in 2022 and then you have five draft picks in the first four rounds in 2023. Yeah. You're feeling pretty good about the direction. Cause think about it. We're in a good cap situation next year. Everyone that will, that will be good for the Jaguars this year is under contract for the following. Uh, I don't think we have anybody on a one-year deal. That's really massively important to us except for, you know, maybe Evan Ingram, but if Evan Ingram bails balls out, that's a good thing for us, you know? Um, everybody else is locked up for multiple years. I mean, you still have Visca, Marvin, um, Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones. You have ETN and J-Rob for multiple years. You have Trevor for multiple years. You have Sheriff for multiple years. Cam Robinson for multiple years. Josh Allen is the big um, one. Yeah, Josh Allen you have for now an additional year with the option. Um, you have Luke Fortner's locked up. Tyler Shatley's locked up. Um, you know, Devin Lloyd. Chad Muma, Foye Olukun are all locked up. Darius Williams is locked up. Shaq's still got a couple years left on the deal. I mean, like, nobody on this team is – is unless we want them gone, is going anywhere. Yes. Yeah. And, so that, that, and that's a good thing to have. We have the most talented roster on paper that we've had probably since the AFC Championship run. Now, granted, that team had so many studs on the defense. But offensively, I mean, compare those two offenses talent-wise. I mean, it, it, it's not like – 
the 2017 offense was really better. I mean, yeah, uh, on, on paper, uh, it, it, they, uh, the 2017 offense really took advantage of the, the, the opportunities that they have. And you hope that the, the Jaguars 2022 offense can, can you know, perform similarly. Uh, I don't expect the run game to be quite as strong, considering that James Robinson and Etienne are coming off of pretty significant injuries. But uh, I think there's a lot to look forward to. You know, I, I have us going 5-12, and 12, but at the same time, Jaguars fans have to keep in mind that that's our third best record of the last 10 years. You know, this is this is a team that has markedly underperformed and disappointed in the last decade. Uh, this would be the third best year under Shad Khan's tenure in Jacksonville, I believe. Um, yeah. So, you know, ultimately, all that matters is Trevor Lawrence looks better and looks like that guy. It looks like the Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert type of player. Um, and if he does that then ultimately our record in 2022 isn't going to matter if we're going to be perennial playoff contenders for the next 10, 11, 12 years. Yeah. 2022 is about seeing the guys that matter take big jumps. Like it, it's, you could say it's not about winning games. I know it is about winning games, but like I said, if we're in the six to seven to eight win range, this season is a huge success. Yes. You know, and if Trevor has a two to one interception, uh, touchdown to interception ratio, that's a huge – if James Robinson can play 13 games you know, after, after his injury, if he can play 12, if he can play 10, if we get a chance to see how good ETN can be, which I think ETN can be exceptionally good at the NFL level in the right system. Um, I'm not saying top 10 running back, but I'm definitely saying that when people talk about the best playmakers, he will be mentioned eventually. Josh Allen pushed for 10 sacks. Yeah, and can and can Josh Allen go out and basically making pay me be undeniable, you know? Um, and I think he will because he's going to have so much less pressure on him this year than what he's had in the last two. Yeah, um, and, you know. And, oh, go ahead. I just think of who he's who's, who who we've added around him. Like we didn't add twelve pieces to the secondary. We added guys at linebacker, guys on the defensive front that are going to take attention because if you because I'm telling you, and I'm not I, – I drink the Kool-Aid every year, but I'm just being honest. Who thinks he knows football a little bit? Um, if you don't respect Josh Allen or if you put too much attention on Josh Allen, Chad Muma and Devin Lloyd are going to get after your quarterback and make you pay. Um, Travon Walker is going to eat up in the run game. You know, right now he's, he's passing the looks good in shorts test, which every rookie does, you know, early at this time of year. Um but I just think that Josh Allen's either going to steal so much attention early that, that our young guys are going to really have a field day or they're going to be focused on guys like Trevon and Devin and Foyer, and Josh is going to be able to eat up like he did his rookie season playing alongside Calais Campbell. Yeah, and I'm ex another thing, I'm excited to see who, who kind of comes out of, the, uh, out of the fog and really surprises fans. You know, uh, Tyson Campbell – was, was a player that really disappointed in the first six games or so and, and in the preseason. And then the second half of the year after he came back from injury, he was a guy that Jaguar fans were uh, couldn't have been happier with. He, he was one of our best players on defense. So I'm interested to see if the Jaguars have a guy that, you know, kind of kind of takes that big next step or, or comes out uh, maybe like an Arden Key, you know, steps into the right situation and flourishes and blossoms in Jacksonville. Um, somebody like that. Maybe, maybe it's uh, maybe it's Foyer. Uh, you know, maybe LaVisca, you know, gets himself together and has a big year. Um, I think 
God, I think it's hope. Andre Cisco. I think Andre Cisco is the guy who goes out. I love Cisco. And just completely dominates the, I, the, the, the the secondary. I do not understand how a team as poor as we were last year did not get Cisco on the field. I don't care if maybe he you know makes some mistakes. Um, you know, because ultimately it's not like we're contending for anything anyways last year. You know, get the young guys on the field and let's go make some plays because he's he's markedly better playmaker than anyone we had in the secondary last year. I mean, this dude, this dude absolutely – that Jets game, he had – he almost grabbed that one-handed interception. He had the blocked field goal. Um, you know, he was, a, he was an instant playmaker from, from the first step that he saw that game. Uh, so I, I just – that's one of my biggest gripes with the previous uh, – previous scheduling staff, but uh, yeah, I think he's a phenomenal player and I think he could be a guy that steps in and, and hopefully is a guy that can come in and, and produce interceptions for us. And, and we were a team that has been very poor at, at creating turnovers the last few years. Uh, and it's been pretty, what we have three interceptions last year, four. Yeah, it, it was rough. And, and Campbell, what, Campbell had two of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's going to, I think Cisco is going to have a really, really fun year. And we, as we go through the summer, we'll do more in depth about like each, side of the ball and stuff like that. But, you know, I just think in front of him now, having Shaq Tyson and Darius Williams, like I just think that combination of those guys playing in front of him, um, he's going to be able to see the field a lot more. He's going to be put in good situations coverage-wise. Um, you know, I'm really excited about the staff on defense that Coach Peterson put together. Um, so I, I think Cisco is going to have a field day. Um, I think our secondary is going to be – really good. I think they're going to be well above league average um, as long cool. as I will, he's not on the field. I will riot if Wingard starts over Andre Cisco. I will show up at AEW Dynamite. I will get in the middle of the ring, grab a mic, and I will bring out front office members for street fights. They can put it on TV, um, TBS live. Dewey was uh, just a guy in Wyoming. He's just a guy now. Yeah. We have, we have two better players from Wyoming on our roster right now, and one of them try out as a favor to see what he had because his dad was a legend. I like Daniel like, Thomas more. Yeah, we have we have better options, and I think it'll show this year. Um, I don't, I don't, Doug Peterson has no reason to have any type of love towards Dewey, like I think and, and those guys did. So, you know, I, I feel good about the schedule. I think there's, some, there's a tough stretch there in the middle. You know, with with Denver, Vegas, Casey, and Baltimore all in a row, um, but I think there's some some easier stretches. I think early in the season uh, we have a chance to steal, uh, you know, two two to three, maybe four wins. Um, there's some wins there at the end. You know, we should we should be able to take uh, the Jets game, the Houston game uh, there in late December, early January. Um, so you know, if we win five games, we've improved. But I really think that we need to put to show to show a direct direction towards the right way, the right direction. Sorry to use the word direction three times there. Uh, but we need to be in that six to seven, possibly eight win range to really feel really good about how 2023 and beyond is going to look. We should be at least competitive in pretty much all these games. You, you cannot have – like 30 point losses to Texans and, and, and such this year, you know, you, you, you need to be competitive with these football teams. You need to look like you belong. Uh, you know, these, these, aside from the AFC West, these are very winnable games, you know, uh, even like the team, like the Cowboys, you got the Cowboys at home, um, you know, Cowboys at various times struggled last year. Uh, so, uh, you know, the Eagles 
winnable game, commander's winnable game. So I think that the Jaguars should be in a situation where they should at least be in these games. Uh, you know, I say five, I said five and 12, but at the same time, I expect the Jaguars to probably lose one of the ones that I, I said that we would win. And I expect us to, to have a surprise win or two as well. Kind of similar, similar to what we did last year with the Buffalo win. I, I'm still beyond myself as to how we won that game and Miami. I didn't expect us to win that one either. Um, uh, so similarly, you know, I, I expect the Jaguars to pull out a couple wins that we don't see, and I expect us to, to drop one or two that, that we probably should win on paper. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun season. Um, I think it's going to be what I expected 2021 to be. I expected us to be competitive in every game. I think we will be this year. I think that we will have a lot of fun, which we haven't gotten to do in a long time. We will have a lot of fun watching the Jaguars play even in games that we're losing, because we'll be competing. We'll be able to for more than, you know, 14 points. We'll be able we'll, – we'll lose a lot more games, you know, 30 to 28 than 30 to 14. You know, we'll, we'll be in games into the late third, early fourth quarter. We'll be able to score points, finish in the red zone. Um, and, and I think that you're going to see Trevor take a really big leap. Um, you know, I think Doug was – I wanted Byron as our head coach originally, obviously. Um, but I think Doug was still a really good hire for Trevor's development. Uh, and I think that Doug's going to do a lot of really good things for him. I think, you know, from all things we heard, they, they've had a really good relationship built already. Um, you know, I, th I think we made right hires really across the board uh, coaching staff wise. I think this, this season is going to be a lot of fun regardless of how the results are. You can't be too focused on the results this year. We need to be focused on the, just the process of how much better do we look. Hopefully, hopefully there's a lot more uh, puckered butts in the seats of the of uh, you know the Jaguar Stadium this year. You know, I'd like to I'd like to see us I'd like to see us you know be in some games in the fourth quarter. And you know, hey, if we lose, you know, at least we were there. You know, at least at least there was some stress involved uh, uh, rather rather than uh, just uh, pure pure disappointment. Uh, so so my my uh, my mantra for for 2021 or 2022 rather is is more puckered butts in Jacksonville. That's that's uh, that on a t-shirt. <laughs> more but, puckered uh, butts. More puckered butts at, at, uh, at TIA Bankfield. Uh, but yeah, the Jaguars have a lot to look forward to. Um, you know, from from an offensive and defensive standpoint, you got a lot of young pieces that hopefully can shine next year. You you uh, you got a lot of high expectations for some players, and and that's a good thing. You know, it's, it's a lot better than having uh, you know some guys that maybe you don't feel feel as good about. But uh, ultimately, it's about Trevor Lawrence, and uh, if he can play well, then the Jaguars are going to have a really good future going forward. But uh, if that's all that we have, I believe. Do you have anything to add? All righty. Well, I thank you guys very much for listening to another episode with us and uh, do Volta Weepod.